Welcome to Ozark Coding Blitz podcast series from your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC, the show that brings you timely industry topics in the field of health information management, discussing coding tips, reimbursement challenges, and work-life balance. Join the Blitz every Monday. Jennifer McNamara here with episode two of Ozark Coding Blitz. Today is Monday, September 28th. We hope you are enjoying your Monday. We know during this PHE period, it has been especially difficult for many of you. Many of you have been displaced. Maybe you've lost your coding position, or maybe some of you have worked so hard, right? Trying to obtain that certification and have been unable uh, to obtain uh, that coding job that you were looking forward to after graduating and passing your test. We know the industry has changed over many years. Uh, it used to be so simple. There would be offices and hospitals that'd be willing to train new coders. Uh, but sometimes, uh, at least in the last few years, it seems like it's kind of not the way anymore. It's hard to find jobs where they'll be willing to train you. Most of them say they want uh, two, five, seven years. But I wanted to... Uh, come for you and let you know that there are jobs out there for those of you who want to obtain a coding career uh, with minimal experience. There are some companies out there that you'll see on Indeed and LinkedIn and other uh, job searching sites that will offer a coding position uh, if you are to obtain your certification within six months, they'll say. And one of the things I love to point out uh, on these job uh, requirements is they'll say preferred, right? They'll say two years preferred, or they'll say having experience in this specialty is preferred. So that tells me that they prefer that, uh, but it's not mandatory, right? It doesn't say required. So I always tell everyone, apply anyway. You never know, because as we're going to talk about, there are some things that happen on an interview uh, that may make or break it. You may not have that experience, but they may like your enthusiasm and they may like your personality. So go ahead and apply anyway. You never know. There are success stories every day. I've talked to so many coders who didn't give up, who maybe had to wait one uh, to three months, maybe, maybe almost a year, but they stuck with it and they found that perfect coding job that's going to to help them grow their career. And we're here to help. We know there are these industry challenges. And so many of you who know me know I love to help new coders. And so I'm constantly posting jobs I see. I do focus on those jobs that are out there for new coders. Um, but again, I also help the, you seasoned coders who are out of work. So if you let me know what you're looking for, I can start posting those jobs that I see them come through. And if I know of recruiters looking, I always try to share those positions with my network on LinkedIn. And we are going to talk about LinkedIn as well and how to network with that. Now, there are things you can do. I know it's not the glamorous coding title, uh, but there are other positions within the hospital that you can obtain and try to get into that will help you get in this system because a lot of times these facilities and these hospitals, these doctor's offices, they hire from within. So maybe you have to start in medical records. Maybe you have to start in reception. Uh, maybe billing is where you'll have to start, uh, but sell yourself on the interview. Tell that future employer why you are an asset to them. You're going to learn some new skills uh, while you're doing this. You're going to learn uh, things from other employees that you're working with. Maybe those that are uh, coders uh, already, 
um, that have the industry knowledge and that can help you uh, and give you some advice as you grow your career. So let's talk about your resume, right? So our resumes are really the key to getting us in that interview. So that's the first step. We have to write that resume and get them to look at us on paper first. So the first thing we wanna do, and I see this all the time, is look at the top of our resume. Let's start from the top and go down. So next to our name, do we have our credential listed? It's so important to show off that credential. You work so hard for that credential. Uh, don't shy away from using it. Uh, whether you're a CPCA or you have one, three, four, five credentials, make sure they're all behind your name because that's the first thing recruiters are going to look for. I've talked to many recruiters and of course they're not coders, right? Uh, they work for coding companies or they're told uh, what to look for and their clients are very specific on what they're looking for. So if they don't see a certain credential behind your name, they may not look any further and your resume may not be looked at. Um, and so you may have worked so hard putting all this detail into it, but without that credential behind your name, it's going to be very hard uh, for them to uh, look at the rest of your resume. Another thing we want to make sure is our skills section of a resume is, is very detailed. Uh, we, they need to know specifically what softwares, what EMR systems, if any, you've used, uh, what computer skills you have as well, what programs on the computer you know how to use. That's very important. And a lot of companies will train you. When I was looking into remote coding, I didn't have experience in using one of the most popular uh, EMR systems is Epic. And I was able to get a position based on my, my knowledge of coding and my credentials. And then of course, they were going to train me. And I now have that ability to put Epic on my resume, which is wonderful. Uh, so then again, uh, you're gonna want to make sure that that's under your job description, you are very detailed as well. So again, even if you're not coder by title, make sure that what you did on your job, if there's any coding related skills, say you fixed denials or you added modifiers, maybe you changed, if you're a biller, you had to change uh, new to establish, you had to fix those claims and coding was involved, even though you're not a certified coder. Make sure those things are on your resume. And again, specialty specific. A lot of recruiters, they're looking for those specialties that you may have uh, that are going to be what their client is looking for. So put those on your resume. And one thing we wanna, of course, next highlight, and we talked about what we're gonna do is talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great resource for us uh, to network. Uh, maybe you've never used it before. Maybe you're trying to uh, get in there and, and learn how to use it. Build yourself a profile. Put your resume on there. Um, connect with uh, other coders. That's super important. We don't want to connect with those uh, that aren't in our industry. That can't help us with that. And again, we're going to have to need to learn how to connect with, our, with these networks. You can also search coding recruiter. I always say the best place to start is find those recruiters who work for these coding companies or hospitals because they're the ones that are posting these jobs on LinkedIn. You can find fellow coders in certain specialties or you can just search, search for coder and, and just connect with as many as you can. And then again, look who they're connected with. They may be connected with people that have the title recruiter in their name, so follow them. And of course, I always welcome everyone to follow me because I have built myself a wonderful network with recruiters and other coders, billing managers, physicians, all types of healthcare professionals. And I encourage uh, you out there to follow me on LinkedIn so you can build your network as well. Let's talk about the interview process. Scary, I know, right? It can make or break your chances. So whether you're on Zoom or you're in a live interview, you always wanna make sure that you're professional. Make sure that you dress for that interview. Even though you're on Zoom, 
they can tell body language, they can see how you're dressed, um, and that you're professional, even on Zoom. So make sure you're dressed professional, and you are there to get that job and impress them. Some of these employers also, they do uh, invite fellow coworkers on those interviews as peer interviewers. I've done it myself, we've interviewed people before, and I will tell you a lot of times, we ended up hiring someone based on personality, even though they had minimal experience because we could see ourselves working well with that person. So yes, it does happen. There are those that do hire based on personality over experience. So just because you don't have experience doesn't mean you won't get that job. You may have a coding test given to you, right? So be prepared for that. Always be prepared for what interview questions may come your way. They may ask you those common questions. Have you ever had an experience where you had a difficult encounter with your employer? your manager, how did you deal with it? How did you uh, have, how did you deal with an interaction, a, a negative interaction with, with, your, with one of your fellow employees? Maybe that's happened. You had a negative experience. How did you deal with it? So that's also important to be prepared for those kinds of questions. Uh, and they may ask you specific coding questions, things about that specialty or that position to see if you know that coding uh, set or if you understand the certain aspect of coding. So get out there, research those common interview questions, be prepared. It's also a good idea to get to know a little bit about that company. Maybe you know somebody that works there and you can ask them a little bit about that company or do some research about them online so they can be impressed that you know a lot about their company and that you want to work there. So those are some tips brief tips I wanted to offer here on this podcast today. I thank you for joining us. As a special thank you uh, to our listeners, and in honor of our first episode on mental health, we have a special offer for our listeners. Jump over to our website, list it in our show notes, and use that to register for our webinar on mental health coding. It originally aired at our virtual coding summit this past summer. It's yours free with one CEU. Just use the code OzarkBlitz at checkout. Also, if you missed the summit, it's available on demand all year with a total of 15 CEUs for only $159. It's a great deal and an excellent opportunity to learn from industry leaders and some past HealthCon speakers for a low cost. We hope you enjoy it. And as always, I say knowledge is power. Don't give up on coding. Keep learning and keep growing. This has been Jennifer McNamara from Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Ozark Coding Blitz podcast series. This podcast has been brought to you by Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Check us out every Monday, and we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Join us next Monday for a brand new episode. Thank you for listening. Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Be sure to reference this podcast when you place your order.